What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back inside the UC Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, Denver 7's Broncos insider Troy Rank joins the show to give insight and analysis surrounding the team as we take a look back at Sunday's win versus the Arizona Cardinals and look ahead to the Broncos matchup on Christmas Day. All that and more coming up. Here at the UC Health Training Center, there was no practice or media press conferences today as the players had the day off. So for today's episode of Broncos Now, I caught up with Denver 7's Broncos insider, Troy Rank. Take a listen. Troy, really appreciate you joining me. Thanks for hopping on today. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, coming off a win, victory week. So, hey, <laughs> I like I it. know. It's been a while since we've been able to talk about a win, as you know. How are things going over there for you? Everything's great. The season's always similar i mean you just root for the story and unfortunately the best stories have been because it's been such an odd year and unable to meet my expectations but it that never broncos are never not interesting it's true i know every year i'm always like oh it's such a long season kind of hard to believe we're already in week 16 three more games left but as you know the seasons always seem to fly by yeah i mean the nfl is so structured in that way too because of the fact that uh you just get into that rhythm of you work six days a week, sometimes seven. Uh, once you get through training camp, I always tell people that training camp's the hardest part because you can work every day. Bye. I mean, essentially you work work every day. I mean, I'm not complaining. I just that's the hardest part, uh, especially because I'm driving every day from Longmont. That's my choice. But yeah, the season itself has a rhythm to it. Well, Troy, you know, like you mentioned, we're coming off a win here. You know, Brett Rippon and company, they were able to find a way to snap this five-game losing streak that the Broncos were on. So just to start, Troy, what did you really like about Brett Rippon and what this offense was able to do this past weekend versus the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, it was a difficult first half, Sydney, as you saw. I mean, J.J. Watt was uh, basically jumped in the hot tub time machine. It looked like 2012, but they figured out at halftime, as Coach Nathaniel Hackett said, got to make a choice. You're down nine to three. Uh, there's not a lot to play for in terms of playoffs or a winning record, but yeah. guys came out and played with force. And what I saw offensively was the easiest way to take away an aggressive pass rush is run the football because they're coming up fields so fast. You can crease them and get through in the run game. And that became their identity. And talking to Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack, Graham Glasgow after the game, Glasgow was saying, we leaned on Murray. We got into a rhythm and it allowed the line, which had been shuffled with multiple injuries to minors and Coffin and briefly Dalton Reisner, it allowed the line to just like, okay, let's just be physical. Let's keep this simple. Let's be physical. And then let's win in the run game. And as they won in the run game, Brett was really efficient in the pass game, not really taking many chances outside of the one player. I think he thought it was a false start, excuse me, an offsides, the yeah. interception of the end zone. But it was a really efficient passing game. A lot of Jerry Judy, which I loved, but they just found their identity on the ground. And that's the most encouraging thing I saw was the offense, as we know, is lacking identity. On Sunday, they had an identity, a physical football team, and we're going to run the ball and succeed and impose our will. And they did that against the Cardinals. Right, yeah. It has been really nice to see this offense commit to the run. You mentioned it, Latavius Murray's coming off a career game for him, 130-yard rushing game. And, you know, both he and Marlon Mack were able to get, you know, rushing touchdowns. I think it's been really interesting. I think a lot of people have been pleasantly surprised with Latavius Murray and his production because, you know, he comes in halfway through the season and, you know, this team just welcomes him with open arms. You know, we've seen him make a big impact, not only on the field, but inside the locker room here too. Yeah. Latavius Murray, he, he's different in that he's tall as a running back. Like when you yeah. see him in person, 
you're like, whoa, because he's like, I think he's listed as six two. It feels like he's six three. So he's unusual in that way, but it feels like he's been around forever. I mean, he came into the NFL. I think Jerry Judy wasn't even in high school. Um, and they joke with him about being old. I say he ages like Benjamin Button. He did on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy that right. looked younger. He doesn't have that finished top end speed he used to have, but he still gets through the hole the same way he used to. And like you said, Sydney, his love for football is so obvious when you talk to him. Yes. He, I mean, he's got a family. He's been around. He appreciates the opportunity. This is his fifth team. He, just, he was on the practice squad with the Saints, and he wasn't sure he was going to get an opportunity again to be on a 53. And so having covered baseball forever in my adult life, yeah. you see guys who spend forever in the minors just waiting for that opportunity to get a chance for the, to be in the show. And Murray has some of that same gratitude that every day he has a chance to be in the NFL means something to him. He plays, he plays games that way. He practices that way. He studies that way. He's a great example for young guys in that locker room of what it's like to be a true pro. And you like to see guys like that get rewarded. It doesn't always happen later in their career, but he had a wonderful game and he earned it. This wasn't just like, oh, a fluke thing. The guy's got talent and he put himself in position to succeed. Absolutely. And it was great to see him get the game ball in the locker room after the game, too. He said in you know, all 10 years in the league, he's never gotten a game ball like that. So that was wonderful to see, too. You know, Troy, I think it's safe to say that the past two weeks are the best this offense has looked really all season long, you know, back to back games scoring 20 plus points. So do you think maybe the run game's really been the key to that? Or what have you seen really change for this offense the past two weeks? Well, it's balance for sure. I mean, we go back to the Chiefs game. You know, Russell Wilson has been criticized. We understand that it's not been a good year for Russell. I've been a huge Russell Wilson fan since the Rockies drafted him mm-hmm. back in, what, 2012. I love his game. I love everything about his game. But that Russell Wilson against the Chiefs, that's who he was with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Make plays with his feet, get a couple first downs on scrambles, and then get in, get outside the pocket, mobile pocket, move the protection. That offense can work. You can win with that version of Russell Wilson. Brett Riffin's a little different because he's not going to move around. That's he's just going to be efficient and make the right decisions. Any of us have been around Brett Rippon. It, it would not shock me if the day he retires, he's like a quarterback's coach or an offensive coordinator in the NFL within a couple of years. He is so smart. And yeah. so he understands what the offense is trying to accomplish. He gets them in and out of the plays quickly, the mechanics of it. So they both had their strengths in these last two games. But the key thing he was they had a semblance of a running game against the Chiefs. It was Russell Wilson. Frankly, against the Cardinals, it was the running backs. But that balance to protect the offensive line, because when you have to throw 40 to 50 times a game with an offensive line that's struggling, I talk to linemen about this all the time. The hardest thing to do is to step back, you know, like, here we go, hike, and then step back 50 times against great pass pressures. But if you tell them, hey, we can get into a rhythm and push, that's different. And that's been the key for me, more balance and a semblance of a running game to set up play action. Well, Troy, as you know, you know, Coach Hackett said on Monday that he's hopeful Cortland Sutton could return to action this weekend versus the Rams. What do you think, you know, his potential return could really mean for this offense that seems to have found some rhythm the past couple of weeks? Well, it gives him another weapon. I mean, I, but if I, if it were me, if I'm being completely honest, I leave Judy where he's at at the X. He's playing so well right now. Yes. He's got six touchdowns. He's getting touchdowns. He's getting more competitive in the red zone. He's playing with a fire and an anger we haven't seen. Obviously went overboard against the Chiefs, but it motivated him. And we saw an edge to Judy that had been missing in his game for me. And I wouldn't want to stump that. When Sutton comes back, I would mix him in a little outside, but I try him on the slot as a mismatch guy with his size and see what happens. I know that's probably not his desire. I understand that. 
But right. Judy is playing so well right now. I want to just compliment and fit Sutton around Judy instead of the other way around. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And we'll see what happens in that regard this weekend. Moving on to the defense here, Troy, you know, that unit has just made some really game-changing plays in recent weeks. I believe, you know, they've had eight interceptions in the past three games. They've been ball hawks out there, specifically Justin Simmons. He's had two games in the past three weeks in which he's had two interceptions. And I, I know for him, he said after the game on Sunday that his confidence never wavers. And I feel like we see that from him week in and week out, him playing, giving it his all. And it, it's nice to see him rewarded with those interceptions for sure. Uh, listen, Simmons is a great player. I, before this year, he had probably been their best player with the last three years running, even with Vaughn, because Vaughn had been dealing with injuries and missed time. I think Pat Sertan this year for me is their best player, but Simmons is in that conversation. And it's probably only because Justin missed five games, which he's an Ironman. We're not used to seeing him miss time. But yes. Justin Simmons is in the right spot. And some of the interceptions are what we say easy, but you got to catch him. And right. the reason he's getting the interceptions is because he understands what they're trying to do, and he puts himself in that position. And the one play against Trevor Lawrence in London, that was probably the best singular defensive play of the season. I mean, Josie Jewell had a couple, but they didn't win the game. Yeah. The game in London, they won because Justin saved it. And that's who he is. I've wanted for him to be in the playoffs. It's the only thing missing in his career. He had a winning season in 16, but he hasn't been in the playoffs. So it's not going to happen this year. But I would love to see him on the biggest stage under the brightest lights because players like that typically get even better. And so I, I, I want that for Justin Simmons. And the reason he's getting picks is because he's in the right position. For sure. And. Troy, I know you asked Coach Hackett on Monday just how impressed he's been with Deshaun Williams. So I want to highlight him for a little bit here. You know, he's really taken advantage of the opportunities he's been given. As we know, he's kind of had the runaround in the league early on in his career was, you know, cut, waived, released from so many different teams before making the, you know, initial 53-man roster here, which was so great to see for him. I know he had a two-and-a-half sack game this past weekend, and he's just been getting after it the past couple of weeks. And um, what have you just really thought about, you know, his production, his performance over this past season? Well, it's interesting sitting because sometimes when guys are role players and they're given more playing time, they get exposed. Yeah. You know, in baseball, like a utility player that subs in for one game a week, you love it. And you play him five straight games, you're like, oof, there's a reason he plays two games a week, not seven. And the case of Deshaun Williams, though, he just keeps getting better with opportunity. And he took it personally with Draymond Jones out. They went over a film together. He and Draymond talked about, hey, there's certain things you can take advantage of with his Arizona line. And he did. And he had a great game against the Ravens. And you look at his last three games, he's been an impactful, disruptive type player. I saw him as a nice role player entering the season. You look at him now and he's like, he's more than that. He and Purcell have quietly had really good years. That whole D-line has quietly had a really good year. It gets lost in the in the losses, frankly. But Deshaun Williams, he's been cut or released, what, 12 times? I mean, he had every reason. He couldn't take a hint. He had every reason to quit. Right. And he didn't because he loves football and he loves playing the game. And when given the opportunity, sometimes you're not ready to succeed because you're bitter, you're mad, you're hurt. When given the opportunity, all he's done is take advantage of it. Well, last one here for you, Troy. What do you think it would really mean just for this team moving forward if they're able to keep this momentum going, you know, specifically for the offense here and just finish the season strong, finish the season on a good note? Well, I think it means the world to hack it when you look at, you know, the one thing he was brought into was brought here to just fix the offense. And it got off to the terrible start, as we know. Now, these few weeks, it looks like the offense we thought we were going to see average around 25 points a game 
have balance offensively, have the ability to get vertical. Those are all the things. So that's what I want to see these last few games. You know, they can beat the Rams. They're favored to beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. Chiefs in Kansas City, that's a tough game. But you want, you want to, can you be competitive there? And their defense will give up points. And then you have a winnable game against the Chargers to end the season. So if you finish three and one, you average 25 points a game or about there over those last four games, that is meaningful. That shows the arrow is pointing up. And especially if the Chargers are playing for something in that last game. But it it starts for me, for this ending to go the way they want, you got to play well against the Rams. The Rams are also four and 10, and you haven't won a road game in the States. So that is important to go there and play well and win the game. No excuses. Just win the game. Now you go to Kansas City. If you lose but you're competitive, that's fine. And then you beat the Chargers. Now you have something. And especially, again, if you keep averaging 23, 24, 25 points, that is a that's significant because that's what we all expected when the season began. For sure. Yep. There's definitely positives to look forward to over the next final weeks of the season. Troy, so appreciate your time and your insight. And thanks for joining me today. Anytime, Sydney. Look forward to seeing you out there again. Uh, what is that? Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday. Yes. We'll see you back here tomorrow and we'll see you out in Los Angeles this weekend for the game. You got it. Christmas Day. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. The team will be back at practice tomorrow, so make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for another episode. I will see you all then.